Blog Talk Radio. This is One on One with Jasper Cole, Hollywood's bad guy, and so much more. Actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is One on One with Jasper Cole. Hello, everybody. This is your host, Mr. Jasper Cole, and this is another live edition of One-on-One with Jasper Cole. And I am coming to you live once again from Palm Springs, California, where I have to report we are having a very chilly week so far. When I say chilly, I mean we have we are basically saying under 100 degrees. I think today is like 95 degrees. I took a hike in the middle of the day. Uh, humidity was low, so everything is great out here in the desert. Um, I want to say a big thank you to firefighters who battled uh, a blaze in Cherry Valley earlier in the week and got that under control. Um, so that's a blessing because, you know, it is fire season in California, so we want to keep those under control. Um, everyone, please follow us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Jasper Cole Says. S-A-Y-S. You can also go to Facebook. We have a one-on-one with Jasper Cole page. And then the website, jaspercole.com, has a link to the show. And that has all of our archive shows that are on iTunes and iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, and our host site, BS Podcast Network. So um, we're excited to be on all these platforms. But most importantly, we couldn't do the show without our incredible listeners. Um, so I want to start off by saying that today is a very historical day. It was 55 years ago today that the Voting Rights Act was signed by then-President Lyndon Johnson in 1965. And, you know, as we're mourning the loss of the amazing John Lewis, I thought it's the perfect time to pay homage Um, This is a quote that President Johnson said in 1965. He said, we will not delay or we will not hesitate or we will not turn aside until Americans of every race, color and origin in this country have the same right as, as all others to share in the process of democracy. And I just think for a nation that's mourning, you know, one of our fiercest champions of civil rights, I think it's a great time to just use this anniversary to double down on trying to fulfill our promise that we made to him of uh, keeping democracy going and and civil rights going. So speaking of civil rights, there's no African-American in my life that I love more than my co-host, the one and only Mr. Ralph. You were having a heat wave, <laughs> a tropical heat wave. It's too darn hot. It's too darn hot. I got steam heat. You got steam heat. Hello, Jasper. Hello, planet Eartha. Fever. Hey, Ralph, uh, how are you? I got the fever. Oh, that was such a nice intro for me, Jasper. Thank you. And what a nice homage to Lyndon Johnson. Um, 
absolutely voters' rights, democracy, John Lewis. We're all everything is culminating as ugly as the pandemic is. There are a lot of things coming out of it. It's like mushrooms that come out of cow feces. There's oh. a good, yeah. Uh-huh. So there's a you mean the the flower that comes out of doo doo? Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> well, I like, your, I like, that I like your science. I like that word. I like your science. Yeah, doo doo. Um, the, that 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 doo doo that voodoo that doo-doo. you know wicked, so well. Wicked voodoo. <laughs> yes, but uh, there are some good things coming out of it. One of them was brought home by you so well yesterday from this virtual audition. That shit sounded like so much fun. And as you said, that one virtual audition accomplishes so many things that you no longer have to do. Because back in the day, you would have, because you are a veteran and a trooper and you like to work and you like to show up, you would have put your hair back in a ponytail, gotten Mm. in your car. Mm-hmm. And driven Preach. to Santa Monica or wherever the audition was. Hallelujah! You, you would have Hallelujah. met with your cronies um, and done all of that. You would have had a smile on. Well, you'd be I, fairly pleasant, and you would do the audition, and then you would drive the fuck back to Palm Springs. That was all right. eliminated yesterday. Yeah. So, listeners, Ralph is referring to. I had my. First national commercial virtual audition. I've had a um, film virtual audition on Zoom, and we do tons of self tapes, but this was the first actual commercial. And so, for all of our actor listeners, you know the routine of you go on these commercial calls, we go into these large waiting rooms. And as, as Ralph knows, you know. The best part of of going to these or or really getting to see all of our uh, cohorts, you know, our our fellow actors that we see at really we only see them at auditions or on the set if we're fortunate enough to work with people. But it was so great to be, you know, in this new environment in this. I mean, I I just kept saying to Ralph, I, I love the fact that you're not driving anywhere. You don't have to work, look for parking. You don't have to worry about the meters. I mean, if you're going to have to wait, at least you're sitting at your desk, you know, or sitting on your sofa, sipping a beverage. And you get to see all your same buddies there in the Zoom waiting room. And it was just phenomenal. And then when you get called, quote, into the virtual room, it's just like being in the room. It's just you're just basically your face on the camera. And it's so much more uh, intimate, but yet I I just can't imagine why we would ever go back to the old ways because it not only, as I was saying to Ralph and I were talking, not only does it save thousands of dollars for casting directors not to have to rent an office, but when you get to a callback point of view on a commercial, the clients and the ad agencies, they don't have to fly into LA. They don't have to put up people Basically, they just have to pay for the shoot. So shout out to everyone, uh, Ronnie Blevins that I got to read with yesterday and uh, Ronnie Clark. There's just all the usual guys that we got to uh, kiki on the Zoom. So I'm I'm hoping that's going to continue because, Ralph, you haven't had you haven't had your commercial one yet, but that'll be coming. 
<clears throat> yes, absolutely. I, I've done some Zoom meetings, so I'm all prepared and ready for it, and I've done some readings on Zoom. So I am ready for After you described the, the entire process, I totally understood what you meant. Oh, you know what I wanted to ask you when you were talking about the virtual backgrounds? You said, how did you find out that it, it could be distracting once you got into the room with the person putting you on camera? Well, one of the guys who had who had it on when we were in the waiting room, when he mm-hmm. when he came back out, you know, get, well, by the way, mm-hmm. when you finish, you have the choice of clicking leave the room or leave the whole meeting. So but if you put leave the room, it returns you back to the waiting room. Mm-hmm. And he he relayed that message to us. He was laughing. You know, mm-hmm. he was like, because it's funny, there was there was one two guys that went in, and it seemed to take a, an awfully long time, mm-hmm. um, l- longer than the two before, right? And we couldn't. What happened was, you know, the the moderator asked him to please take down that backdrop, and it, and then he didn't know how to take it off, it. <laughs> right? <laughs> so he was, I guess, was like fun. I'm sure, like we would be, like. Someone probably like probably his like teenage daughter or son, you know, put it on for him, and then he's, <laughs> and then he's in there trying to figure out. He probably had to call the daughter to get over there because, I mean, they were in there for a really long time. That you know? is hilarious. That is so. How do you get this background off? <laughs> I know. So he basically was like warning everybody, anybody else that's got these amazing, you know, backdrops that look like you're in a real prison cell. Uh, take them off now before you get in there. So, yeah. But, you know, it was so good to learn all this from you because we learned that note as an actor. We know, okay, that seems like a good idea. It was a creative idea. It's like bringing a baton to an audition. If, Mm -hmm. you know, you're a baton. Who would ever do that? Who would ever do that? Oh, God, yeah. Or bringing your pet to an audition. Talk about desperate trying to pull um, Oh, my God. Or auditioning with your dog. I mean, that would be. That is sad. or the actors that audition with their pets, hoping to get their pet into the union so they can get insurance too. It's it's despicable what is it's happening. It's like it's Some almost of, like if you try to hula hoop at, at um, an audition. You okay, know what I mean? It's, it's a similar it thing. Just, it's like yeah, or dressing up like Dorothy for the Wizard of Oz audition. It's like Bert. You're not, it's not appropriate. Sit down. You know what I mean? It's just right. like, you know. Well, I was going to tell you, you know, you remember how commercials we used to laugh and say, people will show up in full pirate uniforms and stuff. <laughs> so, so now the virtual backdrop, it's just, watch, you're just going to, you're going to see not only are they dressed in full regalia, they're going to have like a shit behind them. You know, oh my God, our, you know. Our doctors, that... doctors are going to have a whole hospital scene behind them yeah, on the virtual you know, screen. It's so funny. And then they will, I was thinking of that same thing. And you know, there's going to be some um, advertisement on Instagram where you can get, uh, well, there they're already is a download, how you can download virtual backgrounds. But you know, it's like you know, how to enhance your audition with a virtual background until you get in the room and they're like, hey, <laughs> you get, get in that, the room and they tell you to take that shit down and you don't even know how to turn your, turn your computer on. Listen, that's all cute that you wanted to make us think we were in a barnyard. It's like back in the days when you would say to the uh, the people auditioning, the casting, okay, now if you would just imagine like right back here, here's the ocean, and there's a palm tree right here. So now you can do it virtually, right? Uh, that is hilarious. Well, what, what was also funny is Brooke, the you know the the associate who's out front 
with the actors. You know how usually at um, on La Brea and all the things they'll have. Usually there's a sign behind them that says like, you know, do uh, you know, turn off your phone or you know, check, do not park in such and lot or whatever. She, she left it up. She put it up behind her just for old time's sake, which was like, you know, don't, don't park in the parking lot. And so she's you will be out, towed, right. Uh-huh. You will be towed. In other words, you, you pathetic actors, we, we want to make it as hard as possible. So, you know, but she was laughing cause you know, she was sitting at her dining room table uh, now doing hers. That's what I was saying. It's like, she's at home. The moderators at home. When the clients log in for the callbacks, they'll all be at home. Exactly. And nobody has to leave their house, and yet the job gets done. And they, it's fascinating. I mean, it's just the, it's it's it, going to be it's amazing. Everybody will be saying, "Why didn't we do this before?" Because right. even when you think about going to the callback for a commercial, and the director and the clients and everybody is there, and you have a little mini audience, what are you doing while you're auditioning? You're getting taped, so right. They're and, they're, all- and actually, and Ralph, you know, usually the director is watching the monitor. Exactly. The the director at a callback, they're they're not looking at you. They're wa- they're all watching you on the on the monitor. So basically, what they're what this is like a monitor in their house, and it, exactly it keeps their focus right on your face, which is what they want it to be. Exactly. So yeah, it's brilliant. So it's a- it's really, yeah, it's like you said, why would they ever want to go back? Why have the client secretaries having to deal with coordinating all these people that fly to this location for the callback where it's like, girl, go to your email, get the Zoom invitation, and let's call it a day. And there's no signing in, you know, like going to the, having to sign your name on a piece of paper, use the same pen. All the germs are being made just at the audition itself, sitting Going into the room, sitting on the waiting benches outside, all mm-hmm. the actors breathing on each other, you know, using the same restroom key. I mean, when you think about now we're so germ conscious and you really go back and think of all the doorknobs we touch getting in the casting office and out and shaking, seeing your friends and hugging them and shaking their hands. And it, it's just, I don't know. I think it's genius. I mean, oh, I my, think it, it's it, it, it really, really. Yeah. It really, really is. I mean, and less traffic, less times you have to be out driving, like you said, all of those things. It's just, well, yeah, I mean, even whole like new- obviously for us, those of us who live a good ways, but even when I was living in LA, it would take me an hour and a half to get to yeah. Santa Monica from yeah. West Hollywood. Yeah. Exactly. So all of those days are gone now, and the casting directors love it. And you know, it's, you're really right about reducing all the germs because even throughout all this COVID thing and the guidelines they're trying to establish on film and TV sets, this was mentioned in an article a long time ago. But when you think about when you're on a set, and I know how you are because you're all germaphobic, a set is nasty mm-hmm. when you're on a set, it, you know, because when you're like – if you're not on the hot set and you're like right behind the platform of it, all that shit is just dirty and nasty. The only really clean place, I guess, would be craft services, that area. But and that's still, and that's questionable. I mean, depending and that's on all it. questionable. Yeah, because back in the day, fingers on top of fingers were no. dipping into the M and M jar. You oh know, my god. And the, the and, the, and the peanut jar, you know, the bowls of pop, all that's going to be 
all that is gone, a thing obviously. of the past. Yeah, so it's just amazing. Like, you know, when I think about when I was doing that movie K11, that shit was so dirty and nasty because we were in a prison, you know, right. a torn down prison. And that's why I remember making a joke. You know how they come like when you're shooting really late, and the 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 craft service person comes with a smorgasbord tray, like a sandwich board mm-hmm. of some kind of snack on the tray. I remember, oh my God, I was so hungry. I said, I'm going to eat this shit with my nasty ass prison hand fingers. <laughs> um, you know, and I actually had hand sanitizer at my station. We all had hand sanitizer because it was in our little kit that you get when you, you know, get assigned your prison bunk. Right. But, um, you know, the point being is a set is no clean ass place. So no. not but I, I, I think it's going to be one of the safest places going forward because I wanted to, uh, you know, re- reiterate, I, I got my dates. Now I go back, I shoot on August 21st on this new film. I'm going to start. It'll be my first time dipping my toe back onto a set, but the few people I know who've gone back to work, the thanks to the state guidelines, but especially our unions, you know, everything is like so sterile. And, you know, of course everyone's it's like learning as we go, but um, our, our special guest today, we're, first of all, I'm so thrilled to be bringing on, in just a few minutes, the amazing Kathleen Gotti. You, most people know her as her, you know, playing the evil but kind, scene-stealing Dr. Obrek on General Hospital. But I think General Hospital is scheduled to go back uh, very soon because, you know, Bold and Beautiful, Young and the Restless are back. Um, And we'll find out if they actually are back. But, you know, again, it's great to have a fellow actor on uh, to talk about how it's going to be for all of us in COVID. And I want to talk to her about that in just a few minutes. But I've known Kathleen for many years and I've loved her dearly. You know, she is someone that is so uber effing talented. And, Mm. you know, Ralph, we, we all have these colleagues over the years and you see their work and you just think oh my god if she doesn't get her break soon there is no justice in this business and and for Kathleen who just knocked it out of the park getting the role of a lifetime on General Hospital I had not talked to her in a while and I was literally at home one day flipping the channels and all of a sudden there was this amazing character on the screen and I knew I mean you know I I I stopped immediately and it wasn't even like I recognized Kathleen I was mesmerized by the performance Mm -hmm. and because you know she as she will tell us and as fans know she plays um the the characters in in German Swiss so it's in between the accent I think is in between German and Swiss but it's such a tour de force role And I was taken in watching her. And then all of a sudden I realized who it was. And I like screamed out loud, like, oh, my God, it's Kathleen. I was so thrilled to see her. Did you say that before or after the purse fell out of your mouth? (laughs) Oh, well, listen, after everything fell out of my mouth, I was like, damn, finally. She is fierce. There's a God. Yeah. Yeah, she's amazing. So, but again, I just, it's. You and I being actors, you know, one thing I love about this show is we get to bring on colleagues and, and we can just oh, like... Oh, God. We, I'm getting goose about... pimples again. We've had the best fucking guests. And Kathleen, I, you know, I get so excited to meet these performers 
because you watch them on screen, and then I get to talk to them, and we have the best time. They're super talented and super nice, and that's why it will be fun to hear what Kathleen has to say about getting back to work and what <clears throat> what her feelings are about all of that. So, well, Tom, let me tell you, kudos Kath- to Jr. Rosenberg, our producer for booking these fabulous people. Oh, thank you, Jr. But listen, speak no more because I do believe that our fabulous guest is on okay. the line. So, everyone, Yay. please welcome. Kathleen Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Social distancing. There sounds like there's thousands of people there. Oh, so you're oh, not but they're, you they're all six feet apart, though, Kathleen. They're all six feet oh, apart. Oh, okay. Good microphone. Hi, <laughs> guys. Oh, Kathleen, welcome to the show, my dear. <laughs> Thank you for welcome. Having me. I'm, I'm listening to the show. I'm like blushing here in my home, like, oh, oh this thing is such nice things. <laughs> oh, it's so true. It's so true. Say hi to my co host, Ralph Cole Jr. Hi, Ralph. Hi. Hey, hi, Ralph. Hi, Jasper. Kathleen, hello. Thank you. Welcome to our show and for carving time out of your schedule to be with us. It is going to be a thrill to hear your story. You were so much fun to watch on screen in your different characters. And I want to tell you, I love when you have short hair also. You you were (laughs) stunning, of course, with your long hair. But when you do the roles with the short hair, it's just like, wow. I love it. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm a natural blonde and I've been blonde all my life and I went uh-huh. to Europe to do a film about 10 years ago and they said okay you know we're fine we want to cast you lead role etc but you have to cut your we have to cut your hair short and dye it dark and I uh. was like what and I was like, sure, at least I won't have to cheat on you. I can have a different woman. This is great. <laughs> I love time. it. <laughs> so I'm like, great. Okay, let's do it. Well, I am the last person. I'm not a diva. I'm just, I'm there. I'm happy to work. I'm grateful. I love, you know, group effort. Let's work together. But I tell you, when they started lopping off my hair, I had a meltdown. I was oh. like, <laughs> I had to go off. I was in, I'm in Hungary and I'm calling my husband in, in Los Angeles going, they're cutting off my hair. He's, it's okay. It'll go back. <laughs> he goes, go back. Let them finish. I go back. I let them finish. I had to melt down and I loved it. <laughs> oh, you loved anyway, it, like, right? And yeah. then, thank you. Listen, but, Kathleen, and then you know, later on, you were like, give me that hair, put it in a jar. I will sell this shit later. Okay, thank you. You were well, not throwing you. away my locks. <laughs> Well, you know, I was working on 24 at the time with a certain blonde cut, and it was recurring role as the Anya Sumbaroff, the first lady of Russia. And I was like, shoot, they're cutting up my hair and dying in dark. What am I going to do? So they made me a real, genuine, you know, wig. It was a big deal. It cost them a fortune, but that was part of my contract. You have to make me a matching wig so I can go back and look. So you can go back. And, right. So I well, mean, everyone, that's so I much mean, for hair, but. Kathleen is a, is an, is a yes. Canadian, and we love all Canadians. I have a, I have. I, I think I, I've never met a Canadian that I don't like. And, and frankly, right now, your country, as, as wow. they usually do, really? are, setting, are setting the examples of how to handle COVID, amongst other things. I know. Well, actually, you know, my parents, I was sort of made in Hungary, popped out in Canada, lived in Canada, lived in Hungary, and lived in the States. So I, have, I, I feel do. like I always say that I have, a, I have a Canadian heart, an American brain, and a Hungarian soul. Because it's, oh, it's kind of, I have something from each, something. But you're right, in Europe and in Canada, they are respectful. They do what mm-hmm. they, they need to. And they are, way, they are way ahead of the curve. They don't have to put up with the stuff 
that we do here. Everyone here is arrogant. They don't care. It's like, are you kidding? You want to go back to work? But you, we can go back to work because there people think they can do whatever they want and they don't give a poo-poo. So here I we know. are twiddling our thumbs, waiting for everything till they come up with the vaccine because a bunch of people don't give a shit. And it's like, are I you know. kidding? It's such a selfish mentality and people are like, I, I'm infallible. Nothing can happen to me. It's like, well, okay, except I know a bunch of people who died, so good for you. And right. I'm going to die. I want to live as long as I can. It's, it's just unconscionable the mentality and most people think it's political and i'm like i can't even go there i i won't even right I, I don't i don't even know how I, I, only in america could we politicize a pandemic i mean it's like I know, it's amazing a, if this were just the states i go yeah maybe but this is inter- it's global it's the whole world and you can see countries that are behaving and respectful they're way ahead they're already countries i've talked to people in hungary and in israel and in canada they're like no we're going back to work we're fine like why? We, we, because we, they yeah. did what they were supposed to. So, but exactly. I, can't, I can't. I won't get political because I'm going to lose all my fans and never have. You know, I know. Like, no, <laughs> I know. Guys, Same here. The fans are like, you know, half of them are a strong Republican, and the other staunch. You know, the other half are staunch Democrats. And it's like guys, and they're angry that we don't go back to work. Where's the shows? Well, we we well, can't start filming guys until you guys do what we're supposed to. So it's it's a right. catch twenty two. It's catch twenty two, and it. I stay home. No, yeah. Kathleen. Thank you for echoing what I feel and what Jasper and I have talked about with each other and on the show. And for you, that is a major working actress to be so vehement and passionate about what you just said is really nice to hear. And, and, it, and it, it makes it even more frustrating how belligerent and political people are making to just wear a piece of cloth over your face. You know, and and, yeah. and just yeah. making a deal out of because you know, like uh, me, like you, you like me, are co- talking to different people around the world, and the people in Canada, they're like, oh God, you guys, you poor guys, and the crazy United Americans. States. I, know, like, I work no. in Canada. I can't go there right now, and the, and the Canadians are back to work. They're cool. They're respectful here. You know, it's hitting yeah. this, and some people going back to work, and then sports. Some they're going back, but you know, who wants to sports? Of course. But what happens? Boom. 27 people get COVID. Okay, we'll have to shut it down. You know, it's like, <laughs> why don't it's, people just I know. It and get it done? Get her done, you know? That's mm-hmm. well, speak, anyway, speaking I'm of that. Before, no, you were no, great, but, Kathleen. But, That's before, why you're here. Before we get into yeah. your your illustrious career and all that, I just want to quickly ask you, to that point, like we were saying earlier, I'm going to shoot a film August 21st. Now, is it? Is, I heard. Is, yes. G, Congratulations. Is, oh well, thank you. Is GH? Are you guys on track to come back and start shooting? Did I read that I correctly? Or started back. They've been back about two weeks now filming. I'm not okay, back okay. yet. Okay. Okay. You know, they, I'm not supposed to say if I am or not, but I'm not back yet. They're back, right. and, and you know, let them test the water, see how it goes. I wish them well, and I hope nothing happens. Well, you know, that's so funny. So, I. I said the same thing. I the film I'm doing started this week, but I don't come on to the 21st. And I I said, oh well, yeah. that way you know it'll be the kinks can be worked out. But yeah, so yeah. like if you suddenly got a call to to shoot next week, what are your thoughts on that? Obviously, I mean everybody's different, but I think with a studio well, like at Prospect where you guys are, you know, I guess it's more self-contained. You know, it could be a little more con- controlled than going out on a location, obviously. You know what? I, there's there's pros and cons to that because if you go on location, one thing I'm super impressed is Tyler Perry. Yes. He's got a whole 
compound, takes people there, quarantines them. They don't go anywhere. They stay there, and they do their job. Mm-hmm. On a show like General Hospital or I don't know, movie, it's local hire. You come in, you go home, you go shopping, you do your thing, you come back to work, you see other people, you see your family. I don't know how that's as contained as a, right. you know, live, a, a, live a, there. actual compound. Yeah. So I think that'd be awesome. If, you know, it's just like, Tyler, call me. I want to, you know, I want to go work there. If I have to can, go back to work, I'd go there in a heartbeat because that's can fantastic. You, can you imagine they call you and they say, okay, so you're going to be living over on the Grey's Anatomy set. We're going to put up, you guys are going to have bunk beds and cots. And you're fantastic. Gonna, you're gonna, fantastic. You're going to spend the night you know at the set. Yeah. But a character like myself, I'm recurring. So they call me in one day this week, then two days next week, then I'm gone for a month, and I come back for two weeks solid. It's all over the place. So there's not, they can't do that because, right. I, you know, unless I move in for a year. <laughs> so because I come and go, as just, I did my first, I did a first thing uh, last week, I did an audio book. And I oh, went out and I don't have my own studio that. yet, although I'm definitely thinking of that. I've done tons of audiobooks, and I was like, okay, it's the first one back in five months. And I was really nervous. I mean, I, my husband's, you know, we're older. My husband's got COPD where he's high risk. We have to be extra careful. I, don't, I mean, the idea that I could possibly kill him, yes, I, I play a character that kills people, but <laughs> I don't do that right. in real life. I, Not I, in real life, yeah. don't kill people. I yeah. know, you're, Not yet. So, I mean, yeah. that... that the thought of that or me hurting anyone or I have an old neighbor, you know, I, I, across the street, I sometimes go over and I'll drop some food off or something. But the idea that I could possibly hurt someone or kill someone is just mind boggling. Never mind myself. You know, if I, if I'll sick or something, I, of course I don't want to get sick and I certainly don't want to die. But the idea that I could hurt someone else or kill them is just beyond my scope of comprehension. Thank yeah, you exactly. for saying that. Except yeah, when you're... we're driving and I go, I have to be super careful. I don't want to hurt anyone. You know, we're always aware. Right. This has just heightened the sense of, I could oh, hurt absolutely. And... I mean, think about when you just had a regular cold, Kathleen, and say you, yeah. had, say you had a report to work and you're in your dressing room blowing and sne- sneezing and all of that. When they call you to set, you're going to be as careful as you can to not touch anybody, touch anything. Sure. Guys, don't come near me. Just let's do this. But I will me... put my hand in that big jar of peanuts. I don't care. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> I don't care. That big, great jar of <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm oh, kidding. Actually, one, one of the things which I think is really great, I, I worked on Arrow for a couple of years, and, and they had, they were so great in Canada, great production, Vancouver. Everything's, you know, here they have portioned out little portions of whatever, it's tuna <laughs> salad or candies or peanuts. Everything is portioned out. They've been doing that for years. So, you know, it's like it's, they're ahead of the game, and that's kind they're of how we have game. to think. But yeah. honestly, that's going to stop me from going to craft service. I'll lose a few more pounds. Which is no problem. <laughs> you know, it's oh, like God. you bring your own water, you bring your own food. But I've, on General Hospital, there are no snacks. There are no, there's no food. There's been tea and coffee. But frankly, I would take my own, you know, I've always taken my own yeah. drinks. Maybe I've had a cup of tea or something. That's it. But even now, zip. I wouldn't touch anything. I wouldn't do anything. But they're really, I mean, from what I understand, we, you know, we're here and they're really careful. They have someone on set. Everyone mm-hmm. has to wear a mask. I mean, it's, it's, it's been well thought out, and I'm looking forward to see what happens, you know, when I go back. But right now, let them figure it out. I mean, you know, if, I, if and when I go back, great. I'm just kind of like, you know, taking life as it comes one day at a time. That's all I can do, and I can't Absolute, be scared absolutely. more than necessary. You know, I'm already well, pretty frightened because of the possibilities of 
things that can happen. So I'm like, just don't freak out. Take life. Trust the process. Trust God. Trust the universe. And it'll somehow work out. Well, you just gave me goose pimples, Kathleen, because Jasper said this a few weeks ago, and I live by this little these words. You, Jasper, and I are minimizing our risks. And yep. that is the only human thing we can do. I went out to Trader Joe's today and I was masked and did all my due diligence and wiped right. down my groceries and washed my hands because yep. I care for my 91 year old mother. And so wow. okay. me like you and Robert, I'm sorry, your husband and Mike, Robert, Michael, Mike, sorry, Michael, Michael, Michael yeah. um, you and Michael, um, I, I, I would be horrified giving something yeah. to my mother. And that's why I wanted to be very careful. And Jasper and I had a good talk about this. Yes, it is tempting because I love to work just like you do. And Jasper does sure. to want to still audition and get that call where it's like, you're booked. These are your dates. I'd love to hear that and do all of that. But the trepidation sure. I would have doing all of that is just yeah. much yeah. bigger than it needs to be. And it, yeah. it would also involve me having to bring my mother's caregiver, the one woman that was able to help me sometimes. She's fine, but it would, after five months, I'm not ready for my mother to be exposed to another human being besides me. Yeah. So just like you're saying, Kathleen, I am going to wait and just see and let these waters get tested and at, at, as the month, weeks and months go by, and hopefully we will be flattening the curve and things are going down, that'll allow us to have a little more confidence about what we can do. Yeah, right. absolutely. Well, I want to get back. I want to talk about your amazing career because I was really, really being honest. I was not just, you know, blowing smoke earlier because – you know, I've been a fan of yours for years and not just that. I mean, we, we were the same management company for a while. We've been right. knowing each other all these years. But the thing about listeners that people should know is Kathleen has always worked. I mean, reoccurring, you mentioned 24 movies, guest spots, you know, the whole the whole nine yards. But when General Hospital, I want to ask you when, because actors listen to this and they're always fascinated. Was this the role uh, – of Dr. Breck, when it first came around, was this a, a going to be just like a short-term role? Tell us how did Mark Teschner call you in, or how did this whole role happen for you? I came to Los Angeles in 1998. I was in Hungary. I was in New York for 10 years, went to Europe for two months, stayed for six years, and came back here. Nobody knew who I was, so I had to start all over, went to workshops, met people, and said, hi, I've been gone six years, but Kathleen Gaddy been working and I did a workshop with Mark Teschner way mm. back then 14 years later I get a call and I and I keep in touch I send postcards right. I'm doing this I'm doing that I just did a tv show I just did a series regular I just did a movie did a play whatever kept in touch usually once a month every couple of months I send out news bulletins used to anyway and 14 years later I get an audition for General Hospital, Mark Teschner has my, contacts my agent. It's not on breakdowns. It's a two-day role for a Swiss German to take mm. somebody from one room to the next room and just kind of hang out. So oh she's God. like the head of this, this thing, this psychiatric clinic in Switzerland. Two-day role. And you know, you, know, you know how it is. You get one day, two days, two years. You just, you, each role, it's the most important role. Of you go course. and you do your best and you leave. And if it happens, great. If it doesn't, you move on to the next one. Or you get the two-day role, you do it, and you go home. It just We just take it. We are 
vagrants, you know, vagabonds. Right, mm-hmm. right, we are. Flutter, like butterflies. Right. So I went in, I auditioned with a whole bunch of people. I booked a job. Fantastic. Go in, I did the job. I worked with Tony Geary, Anthony Geary, who's basically the lead sure. on the series for many years. Right. He was very popular. And and we started talking, and I told him I was in Hungary. And, you know, we just chatted in between the stuff. And and supposedly thought I did a great job and talked to Frank Valentini, the exec producer, and said, pay attention to this girl. She's really good. And because he said that, I got more work. They called me oh. a couple months later. I, mean, I went in, I did the job, and they left. Goodbye, done, right? Mm-hmm. Moving on. And a couple months later, I get a call, and they said, We're, we'd like you to come back and we're giving you a family. Wow. Oh, and I mean. was sobbing. Like, what? That was, it was such a beautiful thing. Because, you know, soap operas, I mean, it's kind of like people are like, well, I'll, I'll do that as a jumping board to the next thing. Right, right. But in today's, in today's world and mm. market and in our industry, it isn't a, a, a jumping ground. It is no. a career. It is a it's job. A it great, is a great, great job. Yes, and it's a and it's a way to put your craft in, and I've been studying and working for dozens of years, so or d- decades, and and it was just a really, it, you know, really warmed my heart. I don't have kids, and here they gave me this beautiful girl, and then a beautiful guy, and I had two kids, and I had an an ex, and another ex, and no, I had to murder this one, but that's okay. I didn't like him that much. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, <laughs> you know became, that's part of your job. And yes. honestly, it became a dream role because I got to be funny, and I got to do dramatic, and I got to be evil and I got to be goofy and campy and it's kind of like the character is almost not part of that show it's almost a different in, it should be in a different series they don't they're not always congruous but I, I love it I'm the comic relief or one of the comic reliefs on the show and I'm happy to do that and I'm happy and I get to you know show up the range of emotions so I've, I've really enjoyed that role I, I just had my eight-year anniversary July 31st oh, and oh, I've done congratulations thank you and I've done like 400 episodes Mm. So, you wow. know, I'm really grateful for that. I don't know what's going to happen next. If I'll ever go back, if I will, every every day is like that. I get a script, it could be the end, you know, the character. But and that's how it is in the show. It's like you always feel like any minute that carpet, you know, the rug could be pulled out from underneath you, or the executioner's, you know, uh, blade will come down and, and you're done because the storyline they don't like you, you're too expensive, whatever. It's a list of things that can happen. It's a very um, transient series. Right. Mm. right. So and, the show, and honestly, today's market, the shows can disappear too. Right, because, right. Well, that's, that's true. You know, there used right. to be 12, now there's eight or four. four. Mm-hmm. So I don't take it for granted again, right? I haven't worked in five months. And I've never been out of work more than a couple of weeks. Right. So it's a very, it's been a very strange time, but it's also been a time to say, you know what, it's okay. You know, yep. it's kind of like you hang on, you hang on, you hang on, and then all of a sudden you have to let go and say, I'm not working. Am I going to die? And you're like, oh, I didn't die. Hmm. I could die from right. COVID, but I didn't right. die from this. So it's, you know what, and it's been okay. It's kind of, I feel like I've been, I'm like just finished college, and I get this mm-hmm. time to regroup. <clears throat> I'm writing a book called My Life and Recipes about my life and, and different cultures and food and recipes and stuff, and, you know, and stories. I'm regrouping myself. I'm taking care of myself. I'm working out. I'm cleaning my home. So there's so much that has been positive out of all this. Yes, yes. Breathe. It's a very yes. intense career, and I work really hard. And on a soap, you have to work a thousand times harder than regular other products. Well, that's what I was going to. I was going to talk to you about because anybody for anybody who's not worked on a soap. I mean, especially if you're coming from a nighttime show. I mean, we all know. 
Yeah, you know how long it takes. I mean, I'll tell you the one thing I love about daytime. I'm like a one take person. <laughs> like, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I'm best on the first couple of and takes. And this is for anymore. you. <laughs> and I know in daytime they always say unless you you know unless you just bump into the camera or just fall down if you want to do another take. Right. Um, I love the pace of daytime, but a lot of actors don't like that, and so. You coming from theater, obviously, and also from th- – this is my thing. Is like you were – by the time you got to GH, you were such a veteran character actress that th- no matter what they threw at you, you could do. And it's also what we say about no job is little. You want to impress on every yeah. job you do because you never know. Like you said, what if you had just been, oh, okay, you know, Tony would have had no real desire to have to – go overboard about you to Frank. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. So right. the lesson I'm very is passionate so... about what I do. I mean, if for me, it's not, well, I got paid more, so I'll do a better job or it's a bigger role. I'll do, I'll do more. This is a small role. I won't do anything. I mean, each job, whether I get paid a lot or whatever it's been, yes. it's been, I, I'm passionate about the work. So I just put, you know, I care about the role and the material. So I put my heart and soul into it. Sometimes it works. Sometimes they like it. Sometimes they don't. It's such a random business but you just have to have faith in yourself and just do your best you know they always say just do 200 percent, you'll be fine because it doesn't matter what your line of work is as long as you're doing your best and a little better than that you'll do something in your life exactly and how famous and how whatever it doesn't matter how wealthy you will be that's not up to us that's not right we can't design that well you're the living testament to your own words kathleen because that's why you we're never out of work for more than a couple of weeks because of that work ethic. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's been your thing. And, the, you know, I, I don't find that's always the case. You know, um, a, a lot of actors and again, I'm not everybody's got their path. And, you know, the longer sure. you're in this business, you realize everybody does their thing, you know. But um, there are a lot of actors who they do kind of decide how hard they're going to show up based on how much they're getting paid. You know what I mean? Right. Or, oh, or I do. I see it all the time. Sure. Yeah. You, uh, yeah, of course. And I'm shocked and so that people are still working. It's like, how did you get right. here? <laughs> Why are you still here? You know, Why like, are you really? still here? But <laughs> the other be- beautiful thing about your role, besides it gets to tap into all your talents, is it's reoccurring in the sense that you're free, I'm assuming, as long as you're – available you're free to go do other work right yeah i just actually started auditioning self-tapes at home and i'm it's a little clunky because i usually go <laughs> somewhere and have it done and my husband's a doll and he's helping me we've got a sheet and i got a camera and i got the you know it's just like kind of doing right stuff. right it's, it's hard to do it myself but i'm i'm you know starting to do this at home so it's i'm kind of dipping my toes out there again to see what's going on and it feels good I feel rusty because I haven't done anything in five months. I'm like, oh, yeah, acting. That's right. I'm an right, actor. right. You know, I'm trying to wire my brain. Again, in 40 years or 35 years, I've always worked. So I'm like, uh, okay, uh, yeah, acting. What do I do? And I took out a book, How to Audition. How do I mean, like, literally, because right. books, like, sure. I knew I did this. I know I learned this. I, I can do this. So I feel like I feel very clunky and I'm trying to, you know, get the motor going. But I'm well, grateful for well, the auditions because it kind well, of. Well, Kathleen, I was thinking it's so funny. Oh, I'm sorry. What were you saying? 
No, I'm just saying I feel like I'm restarting my motor. My oh, okay. Right, right, no, right. It's a whole new re- rejuvenation. I was just going to say, like, girl, just go watch some of your tapes from General Hospital. You'll watch two seconds of that yeah. and go, oh, <laughs> yes, that's why I'm here. Okay, got this. Thank you. Moving on. Well, okay, I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn here, but I just got my second Emmy nomination last couple weeks oh. ago. Well, I know I was going to, I was going to get to that, but yeah, congratulations. I mean, that's so amazing. It was just the weirdest thing because here I am. I've never felt more like an un-actress in all my life and career. And I get this Emmy nomination and I'm thrilled and I'm grateful. And also I'm sitting in front of the computer with four other really talented actors. I mean, it was any one of us could have won and I was really honored to be with them in this group. Bill Cobbs won and there was, Bamford and um, I'm trying to get other names. But anyway, it was a fantastic group. One girl's from Grey's Anatomy, another one's from um, uh, Orange is the New Black. I mean, wonderful actors. I'm like, I'm here with these great actors. I'm grateful. Oh. I'm honored. I'm sitting at home in my underwear in a nice coffee makeup, you know? <laughs> I'm like, really? And, I, and I've, I've been to, I've already been to, I was nominated for daytime and also as part of Fear the Walking Dead type 462 it was an ensemble and the show was nominated so we're all there for prime time it was a big deal two big Emmy not you know events were there oh you know the the makeup the jewelry they come here they the do red, the, makeup, the they red do carpet the, the whole thing oh, the red carpet two hours and hours your feet are killing you it's like I need to pee but the, you know you can't because it's 30 miles away I mean it's just <laughs> all of it excitement it's hype and now I'm like it's literally sitting in hall okay I was wearing shorts shorts and I stop and makeup but pearls and going right seriously i'm writing a book i don't know if i'll ever finish it another book and it's called where's the glamour and Mm. i'm kind of like you know people that oh it's so glamorous to be an actress i'm like no it isn't it's a lot of work no it's not in your shorts and to get an emmy nomination you're sitting in front of your computer going did i win did i win now okay good next you right (laughs) right oh my god i'm sorry my life is anticlimactic i want some you know great stuff great moments (sighs) Yeah, you well, keep listen, it so everyone, real. If you're joining us just now, we are we are talking to the wonderful Kathleen Gotti from General Hospital. And I had said we were going to open the phone lines. We have a caller, if it's okay, guys. Do you mind if we check in here? Oh, absolutely. Hi, sure. welcome to the show. Greetings in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is Pastor Don Jean, CEO. How are y'all doing tonight? Y'all are killing this interview. And not killing it in a bad way. Y'all killing oh. it in a good way. Y'all bringing out a lot of meat. Oh, we need thank some blessings, you, sir. please. All of us. Yes. Thank you so much for your kind words. Are you are you a fan of Kathleen on General Hospital? Yes, I am. I was forced to watch her when I was a kid. When I say I was forced, my mom <laughs> put on a soap opera. I had no other choice, especially on Martin Luther King's birthday. So I was, I was locked in. And now I got a question because of uh, you've seen the internet and this on-demand social media change the way that we interact with our stars now. And um, for yep. you to be out of work for five months, I, I totally understand. It's a lot of people that's been out of work, but mm-hmm. my question to you is. How do you feel about how the young people that's being introduced to you are taken to your career because your career is so illustrious? I'm not putting a time, date, or age on it, but I'm saying we have the power to go back and watch all the seasons that we missed to see you doing things you never did before when you was really rolling. So, I mean, uh, how do you feel about <clears throat> that activity now? Because we didn't have that activity before when I was growing up. You had to go get it on VHS or beta. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because I've been cleaning out closets. I've thrown out 
hundreds of VHS and big Me too. <laughs> my work. I'm like, what do I do with this? Who's going to want this crap? Nobody. I've got some DVDs. Probably nobody wants that either. I'm like, you know, maybe the grandchildren one day is like, no. I just threw it out. Boxes and boxes. Of, and I can see the garbage people going, what the hell is this? I'm like, I don't know. Crap, you know? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I thought one no, day all, when I'm, you know, famous, somebody will want it. It's like, no, nobody wants it. Well, the problem is that nobody will have anything to play it on, right? I mean, that's, that's the problem. True. <laughs> Especially true. That's right. Yeah. Well, listen, thank you so much for your call, sir. And you stay thank safe you. out there during this crazy time, okay? You too. Thank you, guys. I'm thank you, thank you, buddy. Thank, take care. And then we have a very special caller here. I believe this is Mr. Let's see if he's coming on. Mr. Michael Vaccaro. Michael? Hello? Michael? Okay. Oh, well. Yeah, Kathleen, we a, it's so great. We, You're very ahead. popular because on Instagram, when Jasper posted this, people were just chiming in about, oh, I love her. Oh, we love her. Aww. So isn't that great, Kathleen, to hear? It's just like, you know, here you are and you're eating popcorn and your shorts and flannel shirt and you're getting Emmy, Emmy nominations and kudos and, you know, it's fierce. You have carved out a nice niche for yourself. You know what? And I'm so grateful for that, but I, I, I truly am. I really appreciate it. And it's really helped me stay alive in this moment because I'm kind of like it feels so far away from me all of it it's alien I'm in my home grateful to you know be in a home and and with my husband so I'm not alone that I appreciate I'm so you know appreciative of that because a lot of people are totally alone and that's really hard I really feel for them at least I have some companionship you know but I'm isolated and I'm like okay I need to each day create the day make it important make it have value or not or just take the day and say you know what I don't have to do anything today. Exactly. And I've never done that. I've never it's done great. that. I know. I, it's it's, it's free. Very freeing. Yeah. You're giving is. me it such really good is. pimples. And you know, Kathleen, <clears throat> hearing the sentence about you being not working for five months means nothing to me because there's so much impending work in the future for you because of who you are. The, and oh, that's you. why I'm. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just true. When you look at your body of work, that's not going to go away anywhere. This is a nice little respite for you. Like you said, all the stuff you're getting to do and keep writing your book, cleaning up your house, being with Michael, just enjoying all of that. When you do go back to work, you'll be so just rejuvenated in a whole different way, you know, and also you will now know how to live. Um, working and not working as you choose. You know, it's a great thing, you know, Kathleen. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right because I think we talk about it. I have a home in, in Hungary because I lived there and I bought a home when I was there for six years back in the early 90s. And, and we've gone back. My son and I, we've gone back. We've fixed it up and we go whenever we can. And we're like, ah, we should go for two months. We were supposed to be there March and April and then couldn't go. So, you know, it's like, let's go. And I go, gosh, for two months, really? To be away from the industry for two whole months? And I'm like, five months? It's okay. You know? <laughs> it's tight. It's You're enough. Really, it's, it's well, so listen, guys, we have, a, we have another caller. Let's see. Oh, yay. Uh, hi, welcome to the show. Hello? Hi, how are you? Hello? You're on the air. Who's this? Yes. Hey, it's Michael Vaccaro. Michael. Michael. Hi. Michael. Hi. <laughs> Hi, I don't know what happened before. I was sitting there waiting for you guys, and then all of a sudden I got disconnected. So anyway, here I am. Hi, Kathleen. 
Hi, Michael. How you been? I we worked together on a movie a couple of years ago that won all these awards all over. That was oh fun. Oh my god. We did. It was actually, I think it was more than a couple of years ago, actually. Um, it was you called know what? A, play, it was a Play on Words. My father died, and I had to start filming the next day, and I was numb. These poor guys, I was totally brain dead. I had to work in General Hospital in between. I had this, like, I think it was 10-day shoot for me, and it was right. small, it was like 200,000 pages of dialogue, and I was totally numb. I was brain dead. <laughs> so we just put up, you know, just put up. Cardboard, you know, I had stuff in my arms. I was a teacher, so I had I had a clipboard. I had it written out, which I never. You have to do everything from the head. And I was like, I, I can't do this role. Here's, a, I told the director, look, here's three actors I can recommend. Let them do it. My dad just died. I can't think. I'm just, I, I can't. My heart's broken. My head, my my brain is empty. I can't think. No, no, we'll do it. Whatever you need, we will do. You know, and these poor actors, they worked their asses off. They were so good. And here comes this bimbo, me. With like oh, never. on my arms and on the board written out, and they're like, "What the hell's wrong with her?" It's like, "I'm sorry, guys, I'm dead. My my dad died. I can't think." So I felt so oh. no, literally, yeah. fun experience. And, was, and Michael, you were fantastic to work with. Everybody was, but it, I remember working with you was really great. I remember it because I, it was the first day. It was the, we hadn't met, and it was the first day of shooting. And we got there, and I think your father had died that that evening, the night before. Yeah. Mm. Um, and and then we had to go in and, and like the first thing we had to go in and do this really intense scene and like she said it was yeah. just she had just tons and tons and tons and tons of dialogue and I remember it was we like were 146 pages in of solid dialogue yeah to, yeah oh Topanga Canyon in the middle of August in the summer and there was no air conditioning yep. and we were pouring sweat and it was miserable yep. um, but <laughs> Kathleen was glamorous, so great glamorous. Kathleen was so great glamorous yes Kathleen was Thank so you. great and we did that we did that 10 day shoot and it was uh, and it turned out to be a really beautiful little film yeah yeah well that's that what I, I love about I'm like you that's know, you what I love yourself. about our our business it's such a small community you know because like we're all if you're around long enough we're all connected in some way right it's it's really a small yeah. town yeah that's why Michael saw the posting he's like oh my god I've worked with her it's like of course you have um, yeah. that's, that's called, that's called being, uh, a, a veteran and Old. still being in, staying in the, well, I was trying to say, around. yeah, <laughs> staying in the game, you know, just staying in the game. I think there's something to be yeah. said for that. So, um, anyway, well, Michael, how are you, yeah. how are you handling the, the, the quarantining and everything? Are you staying safe? Yes, of course I am. I'm, I'm never leaving my house. I have two cats that I sit here and I and I cuddle with my cats all day long. Um, and and I was listening, you know, I was listening to you guys talk earlier about about this. And I hate to I hate to say this because I know people are going through a really rough time now, a really rough time. But this this whole pandemic thing has sort of been great for me because I have been stuck in my house and I've been writing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it, it has literally forced me to sit down in front of my computer and I started writing and I, I finished a screenplay. Um, I finished uh, uh, two pilots. So, and I've wow. just been incredibly creative and mm-hmm. it's really because I've been forced to, I have been literally forced to not leave the house. And I thought, well, I'm not going to sit here and just, you know, you know, watch TV. I'm going to, I have to right. do something. Yeah. I mean, that's so, what yeah. we were saying earlier. Yeah, Kathleen was saying you kind of, we have a choice, like either just, you know, do nothing or find all these new things to do. So, and you've been doing, you've shot some shorts and stuff and you've been posting a lot of great content. So congratulations. Keep, keep all that going. 
Thank you. And that's yeah. another thing, you know, you were talking you, too Michael. about auditioning. And, you know, we've all had to, like, change all of our apartments and all of our houses and set up, you know, cameras yeah. and lights right. and microphones <laughs> and everything. So I had all this audio. equipment sitting around for auditions. And so, again, since I was writing, I started writing these little short films that I ended up shooting in my apartment or on Zoom with my phone. And, and they've turned out to be great, great little things. Yeah. Well, That's we were awesome. talking you earlier. You work hard, Michael. You're talented and you work hard. So I'm sure you're going to do some more great things. Well, yeah, we you. were talking <laughs> earlier about the the uh, the live Zoom auditions. Now, I had a commercial one yesterday for the first time, and <clears throat> honestly, wow, guys, on it's Zoom. Like, yeah, it's it's like yeah. you're it's like you're there, but you don't have to drive and park and wait. I've, and I mean, I, I like you know, we were. I mean, I think as much as self tapes are great, these live commer- uh, Zoom virtual things are even. Even better, so I'm kind of hoping we don't go back to the to the old. Well, uh, not, you know what? Everything has so so changed now. I'm sure we're not going to go back. People that's what Jasper thought too. But Kathleen, you know what I was going to say to you, and this is perfect for you, Kathleen. So yeah. you and Michael figured out how to do your self tapes, and you're stumbling through it just like I'm doing the same exact thing, girl. You're trying to figure out what what's the lighting, the angle, all of that stuff. But now with these virtual auditions and EcoCast Live, that will be a thing of a past because now you can go and beat your face and comb your hair, girl, and from the waist up be fierce. <laughs> go sit in front of your No, it's com- absolutely true. It's true. Go sit in absolutely front of your computer. And I did put on my products for an audition the other day so I could feel, even though I was sitting in my chair right. yes. in shorts and my jacket yep. and pearls, but I had my but I had my Pradas on. I was like, okay, I'm fierce. Yeah, that was yes. good. <laughs> no, it's totally true. So then you will be sitting right. in front of that laptop screen with Mark Teschner or whomever Right. Being yourself, having the time of your life, not having to worry about Michael, speak louder, hold the camera here. No, wait until I That's cross right. and then <laughs> hit right. play. You know, right. and we'll let we'll yeah. it out in post. An architect. He's like, he retired two years ago. He goes, really? I retired. Now I have to work again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, like, yes. Trying to eat dinner, trying what, to be fed. You that's what I was, saying to, I was saying to Ralph. The best thing about watching these all of us actors now in these auditions is you get to see everyone's houses and apartments. And yesterday in the waiting room, one of the guys, I guess he had his, you know, a, a, a selfie stick. He's walking to the kitchen and the living room. And then all of a sudden he went, in, he went into the bathroom and I'm like, does he realize, Uh-oh. I mean, he just, he just went into like, look in the mirror. Uh-oh. I was like, does he realize that right. we're, we're all watching him, you know, in the waiting room, but. Oh, that's um, funny. I guess not. Isn't, that is hilarious. <laughs> now, Kathleen, one thing I do want to warn you about, I just got a fabulous image of you in your fabulous top with say a blazer on or something and your fabulous yep. jewelry and necklace and hair, your panties and your Prada boots. <laughs> your I panties. Yes, and my I husband just, said that's a good look. Can you okay, it's a good note. Yeah, yeah. Like that. you could pull that just off. Stop right there. Yeah, you could pull that off, <laughs> Kathleen. I just wanted to warn you, um, as you're talking to Mark Teschner or whomever or the impending film director, she never, she right. never Don't talks to casting. I mean, yeah, she doesn't yeah. have to ever talk to Mark Teschner again. Yeah. She got the Listen, part. Don't, don't get up from the desk, girl. Okay. Don't just, get up. No, I'm wearing yeah. shorts, not on these shorts, but at least if I do, oh, well, I'll just scare a few people, you know. <laughs> exactly. But you, you, know. Right, you kind of have to slide out of the chair very when, – when we did the Emmy, <laughs> the Emmy nominations last, what, last week it was – I was, it was, you know, I, I 
was all dolled up and nice top. I was wearing shorts and barefoot, whatever. So every time I get up, I would kind of have to sneak out because the camera's on. You don't know when. And they said you have to be ready. You have to be on and you have to be ready before. And you have to keep <laughs> your face on and know that you might be on camera for at least a few minutes after. So I'm like, okay. But I did get up and I did move around, not during that time. But I thought, oh, my gosh, I hope nobody sees, you know, nobody sees the bottom half. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like right. you know, like cut to Kathleen, please. You know, we're we're seeing your crotch while you're reaching for the popcorn. Oh and, my God. <laughs> well, speaking I, I of Zoom, funny. I'm, I, oh, go ahead. I'm sure everyone's seen that. We're talking about how the soaps are going to do it, you know, and how how everyone's going to do it. But on the, there's a if you go to YouTube, there's a Saturday Night Live thing with Daniel Craig about soap operas. It is. Oh. You, I every time I see it, I've seen a hundred times. I just laugh. You know, it's just how how they do it with like an outstretched, you know, fake arm <laughs> and big plastic kissing and then saran wrap. I mean, it's you have to go see that. It's on okay. YouTube, Saturday Night well, Live with Daniel Craig. You okay. will die laughing. Guys, it's not just did, for soaps. It's for everything. It's so funny. Did you guys hear about right now? We have to find the humor in this, right? Yeah, oh, oh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> well, right. did you guys hear about on Young and the Restless and Bold and Beautiful? They were using actors, actual spouses in love scenes. So like. It would be That's like Kathleen. Idea. Yeah, Michael would, you know, Michael would come in and they would put a wig on Michael to sort of look like, <laughs> say, a pin glaze or whoever you're opposite. And I heard it and I thought it, I thought it was a joke, but it's actually true. That's what they were. They would. Would Michael be up for that? Your husband? Oh, in a heartbeat. I already asked him. He said, are you kidding? I'm there. Oh, my God. Double paychecks. Exactly. And I was just going to say, yeah, you both get paid. Yeah. And then Kathleen. But you know what? I, Yes. No, go on. No, I'm just saying, I mean, I, I don't do love scenes. I, I guess I'm, I'm past that age of love scenes, and there hasn't been a big oh. market for that. I do get up and slap some people and push them around and kill them and shove them and suffocate them. So there has been a little bit of close, you know, closeness. But I, well, frankly, some... they left me five months ago. My last day of work was um, I, they put me in the, the Hague in prison. In right. Europe, in, in in the Netherlands, and so it was a great place to hang out. So I'm still there. So frankly, if they want, I can call in. No, we can do. I can call in Zoom on you my. Could, you could do oh, it. That's right. Absolutely. Oh God, Kathleen, you are also. hilarious. I was just going to laugh and say, well, if you and Michael are getting to do a love scene, and they go and cut, and it's like Kathleen, honey, we called cut. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, uh, listen, funny. guys, the time is flying. Michael, thank you so much for calling in. It's great to Thanks, Michael. Oh, my pleasure. To you. Thanks up. for calling in. Oh, you and too. We'll and congratulations on the Emmy nomination. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Thank you so Bye, much. Bye, Vaccaro. Thank you for calling in. Bye. Take I'll care, talk my to you guys friend. later. Oh, God, it's so great. Well, I, you know, the time starts to get away from us. I want everyone to know they could follow Kathleen on both Twitter and Facebook. It's at Gotti Tweets. Well, Twitter is, and it's G-A-T-I Tweets. And that's pretty easy because you, that's your handle. That's your brand. That's me, Gaddy Tweets. I'm, I'm not yeah. very good at Instagram. I probably need some lessons. And now that I have a little downtime, I probably should learn how. So I'm still kind of rough on, on Instagram. But Twitter is my but it's my game. What do they call it? It's my jive. What's so That's cool? Jive. Twitter's <laughs> my something. We're, in the blank. we're all of a certain age. I don't even know. We're lucky we turned the computer on at this point. But um, I, I wanted to I'm, tell I'm, you. I'm happy to figure out the quick time player. You're, 
you're also <laughs> great with uh, with all of your fans and you well not now you can't do the fan events but you've been really active traveling around over the years so I do love doing the the uh you know the weekend what I love I do and and one of the big heartbreak is now you know we hug and we kiss and for me that's the Emmy, that's the Oscar, that's the Golden Globe when you meet mm-hmm. the fans and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, I've been having chemotherapy and, and that one hour and you made me laugh, I forgot about, you know, that I'm dying of cancer. Oh, and I'm like, Fuck. You know, mm. that to me is the ultimate reward. So yes. the fact that now we can't go around and, you know, they see us every day and then in their televisions in their living room and now we get to go and meet them. So I've all, honestly, I have loved doing those things. Anytime you know, I have been able to and have been invited to go somewhere I've gone running. Now that's going to change. There won't be much mm-hmm. hugging and kissing at least the next six months, a year, two years, who knows how long. And that breaks mm-hmm. my heart. But I right. have been doing live uh, personal video chats with people. You know, they we FaceTime each other or whatever. And there's a small fee because otherwise I'd have 70,000 people, sure. people wanting free ones. And people are like, why don't you do it free? It's like, well, because then uh-uh. I wouldn't have, you know, mm, I'd no. never get food on the table for anybody. So, right. you know, it's but it's, it's a small thing, and I talk to people, and, and then I chat with them. We chat for like an hour. They pay for like 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, let's keep talking. It's such a good conversation, and I, I love these people. It's, it just means so much. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoy that time, you know, talking to people, and it's more intimate because a lot of times these, you know, you go to these events, there's like five actors, and there's 300 people, and like, hey, how are you? You want an autograph? Okay, good. Nice to meet you. Like me, I like you. Goodbye. Next. And this is much more intimate, and I've really <laughs> You know, so many ways a lot of positives has come out of this. We don't get to see oh, yeah. and hug and you know each other in person, but it's in some ways you know with FaceTime, even with friends, I'm I'm talking FaceTime. I haven't talked to them in 20 years, and now we're like, mm-hmm. hey, hi, mm-hmm. and catching like, up. Busy working. Yeah. It's it's well, awesome. and I, to reconnect with you know people from my past, and they're like, what's the matter with you? How come you're free? And it's like, well, everyone's free. <laughs> so I've, I've had a chance, and I realized what an I don't want to say what an asshole I've been, but I, I've been busy. I have to focus on the work and I well, run yeah. my life. And and I don't have time for the friendships, but when I do, it means everything. It's like, oh, wow, I can stop and, you know, talk to people. And, and I haven't had that time. And I can FaceTime them and see them. It's like, wow, you know, this is life. It goes so quickly. And I, I don't want and, to miss anything. And I've missed a lot. And Kathleen, are you on Cameo? Can fans find you on? I'm on Cameo. Okay, yes, perfect. Yeah, because you know what I wanted. I wanted to say, Kathleen, this is a nice testament to the way you are as a woman and a human. The way you reach out to the fans, it's because of that why Frank Valenti and others discussed, "Let's give her a family," and it's because of that loyalty that you've extended to the fans that is where you are, where you are. And that's so nice to hear because, you know, it's one thing to be on the sound stage and doing the lines. And it's like, wow, she really memorized those 45 pages. Well, but if you're not <laughs> reacting well with the consumers or the people watching you, you're going to be gone too. And you're not gone. Yeah. So I just want to always, re- well, you know, I, I appreciate that. But I honestly, you know, if I have time, I do. And if I don't, I, I, I don't. People like, where have you been? It's like, I've been working, studying, you know, I lock myself in the bedroom for 10 hours a day and I'm studying. So, you know, I disappear. But honestly, I don't do it because it's good marketing. I do it because I really, the people are so nice and they write nice things. It's like my mommy said, you're good, you know. And, mm. it's like, oh, you, you know, it's kind of like as a child, we need the approval. We need people, you know. And 
it means everything when people say nice things. It's like, really? Because, you know, we always have our self-doubts, and I'm not sure, and I'm striving to be better and all this stuff. So it's it's really, and the kindness that pours out. Even when people are mean, they're like, you're such a witch. It's like, ooh, I know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's nasty right. stuff. It's like they pay attention or I'm doing my job because they hate me. You know, that's yeah. my character's to oh, be campy God, and to be hated. Yeah. It's I don't really think about that. I wanted to bring up, I did a film in January with Tamara Braun. I don't know if you've, did you get to work oh, with Tamara? I did, and she's wonderful. She got an Emmy just now. And mm-hmm. I'm so proud of her. She's so say, deserving. Oh, my God. And I fell in love with her, working with her, and we've become dear friends. And she, I, you know, she's been a soap veteran as well for years. And, you right. know, people, soap fans are the most loyal. But back to what you said earlier yes, in the conversation, are. there is no, um, distinction now between doing you know prime time and daytime and when you look no. at shows like gh and Web the veteran amazon yeah i mean you've got amazing actors that, that you work with on that show that have stayed on there finola hughes tristan rogers taya we could go down the, you know down the list jenny francis um we had jackie zeman on the show you know she's off back and forth for right. 40 years on awesome. so I, yeah and I'm, I'm assuming and as we get close to the end here i'm assuming the visibility that you've gotten from this role is is it's brought you attention in all other areas for work have you found that the industry has taken notice of of dr obrek you know what Uh, i i i yes and no um it's actually been detrimental in many ways i had an audition for a really good show a couple of years ago, the casting director has cast me before, has loved my work. You know, she's hired me for a bunch of things. She knows my work, and she brought me in for something. And right before, and I worked on the material and brought in, I was really, really comfortable with what I was bringing in. And right before we started, she said, don't be too soapy. No. And are you, that are totally you serious? my audition. I swear on everything. And I was devastated. I was devastated. Oh, I was like, don't be too soapy. I'm playing a character that's campy and broad. How can you even think that, and you know my work, because you've seen my work, you've cast me, you've hired me, and I've done a, you know, the job that I was supposed to. How dare you even say that? It was right before the audition, and I blew it. I, I, I oh, totally, uh, I was like, okay, so I brought it all down, and honestly, and I brought it so far, it was a very dramatic role, and, and after we did it, she goes, it should have been a little more dramatic. Mm, so, you know, my God. So, that's that's the downside. On the upside, I I had somebody call me directly and said, oh, I've been watching G8 since I was a kid. Like the pastor called in and, you know, I love it and I love your character, so come in for a job. But it was a small film, a small, small thing, and I appreciate it. But has it given, opened the door? I don't think so. If anything, it's probably people have seen me as in this role and they're like, nah. And and I'm like, really, guys, come on. I'm doing comedy. I'm doing drama. I'm doing campy. I'm doing, I sing, I dance. I, I'm doing everything on this show. So, and I proved that I can do 400 episodes and memorize all that material. So be, you know, open. So I, honestly, it hasn't helped my career, but it's okay because I'm an actress and I made a living out of it. And yeah, I'm grateful I, for the role and I'm, you know, but has it actually helped to propel me further? No, no, I, I can't say that it has. Well, and you know, Ralph, Ralph, that's what you and I talk about, the yin and the yang of the business. See, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people, you, the bottom line is, like I said, Kathleen, you were already a working actress when you came on the show. So, you know, you were already established. You weren't thinking of using GH to really launch you to anything. You just 
it's another no, great gig. No, it's yeah. just a, exactly. It's just like a job and it's a great role. And, you know, and I, it's probably been the best role I've ever had because I get to do everything in that role. You get to do to everything. The or the right. everything. Sing, dance, act, you know, and again, the spectrum of the acting ranges. It's just been such a great role. But, you know, it's, it's not a launch. It hasn't, it's not supposed to be a launching pad. It's just we do a role to keep working and to keep that's right. our craft and to make yeah. a living. Yeah, that's, and you're, you know, you, you said all well, the right things. You said, I'm making a living at it, and you're a working actor. Enough I'm a working said. actor. Exactly. Well, and the other I'm thing is, for the two Emmy nominations, but. You know, it doesn't change anything either. It's like I'm grateful for them, but I'm still just Kathleen Gaddy, you know, doing my job and looking for the next one. Where's Kathleen? Well, she has her hands in the peanuts again. <laughs> I, we can't keep her away from there. No, yeah. no, if every, no, no. People could just, no, you know, no they, can look, they can look up your IMDb and see your hundreds of credits and realize that, you know, you, you, you know this whole thing, I, I don't like when people say when I make it. I, you know, that bother. I always say yeah. we've been we've been making it the whole time, and we just didn't realize it. It's it's you it's know, a I journey. A wonderful article um, on my. I have a a clipboard or magnetic board, whatever. And there's this wonderful thing, um, article that um, I think it was Chris Pine. He he mm. says about his father. He said, you know, he's a working actor. My father yes. paid for everything. He paid for my upbringing. My he was a working actor, and because of him. It says, I view my father as a great success, a superstar. He never made a Star Trek, but he's been a successful actor for 50 years, put two kids through private school and college. I believe that was Chris Pine's dad. Oh, and gosh. I keep that on my board because I'm, that's, I'm one of those people. I work. I'm a working actor. Some people recognize me, and I'm grateful. You know, Trader Joe's, um, usually when I'm sampling something, you know, I'm, I'm fine. You know, I have my hair up, and my, this used to be the days when I went to the gym. Um, you know, and, and people say, oh, I love you, and blah, 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 whatever. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm, thank you, thank you. You know, it's like, it, it's, I mean, I appreciate it, and I'm grateful, and, and the fans are kind, but I'm a working actor. This is what I do. I get, an, you know, an Emmy nomination. Very nice. If I don't, I keep working. Nothing changes. So it's just... I'm grateful that well, I get to do what called, I want to do. It's called longevity, and that's what you have, and that's what that's what being a character actress. Thank God, that's going to keep yeah. you working. And you've got these. Kathleen's got those gorgeous eyes. That it, it doesn't matter what oh, thank you. what disguise you're in, everyone recognizes you. And so, oh, listen, I could we could talk for three hours. I, I can't thank you enough. We for, could. I have to go study. I have an audition tomorrow. I have to get. Oh, great! Oh, <laughs> is it a fierce? Yes, uh, well, be <laughs> are you are you are you self taping? Are you self taping with Michael? Self taping. I'm not going in. Oh. Self taping. We've been practicing today, and I'm studying tonight, and going to do it tomorrow. Oh well, God! So, yeah. Have the best time, Kathleen. You were such a delight for me because I love hearing behind the scenes stories and you made it so real. You're very accessible. You're really lovely, and it was Thank a you. joy to meet you. You're welcome. And Kathleen, Thank you so I, I'm Thank you I'm producing a couple of projects, and I want to work with you. So just get ready. I would love to. I'm, I'll be calling. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just want to say one one little plug. I know Christmas isn't coming, but the, the Emmy nomination I got was for a film called A Mermaid for Christmas. It was an Amazon Prime Video film, and if anybody wants to see it, that it's a very cute Christmas film about a mermaid and, and, and about a possible daughter-in-law for me. So mm. and it's on, a, it's it on Amazon, on Amazon Prime, Amazon, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's called a Perfect. mermaid for Christmas and Michael Caruso wrote, directed, produced it. And 
uh, it's it's a lovely piece, and I'm oh, thrilled, oh, thrilled to be nominated for that. So I'm I'm really oh proud God. of that. And it's congratulations. It's really sweet, and there's a whole bunch of soap stars in there: Kyle Lauder, Jessica Morris. It's it's got a great cast. It's it's a cute little film, and I. I just thought I'd. Oh, and Ariana Zucker, who also just won, I think she oh, was, yes, just won right. was nominated for an Emmy. So it's it's got a bunch of soap um, actors on it, but it's 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 a sweet little film. So, anyway, great. I thought I'd plug that. But oh, listen, absolutely. Guys, thanks for having me. All the oh, best, you guys. We'll happily thank work you. with you anytime. And Lots of love. everyone Lots stay healthy, love. well, and big kisses out to everybody. Stay healthy, well, and wear those beep, 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 blank, beep, blank, 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 mask. mask. Thank right. you, yeah. Kathleen. <laughs> okay. Take care, my dear. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Ralph, another great show. I wanted to end the show by just giving a big thank you to everyone who's been sending me and my family well wishes since our last show last week. A shock to us all. My father, who's 88, got um, diagnosed with COVID-19 and the coronavirus, and he went in the hospital Monday night. And, of course, when you hear of an 88-year-old getting corona, it's, it's not a – you know, it's a very frightening thing, but I have to give a shout out to everyone at Athens Regional Hospital um, who took amazing care. And my my dad is home. Um, I can't thank my brother, Gary Travis, enough for his being there with my dad and, and taking care of him. And uh, I just want to give an update that Charles is doing really well, considering he, he doesn't have any respiratory problems. You know, he's weak, he's fatigued, but I think he's going to get to the other side of this. And so I couldn't, I couldn't answer every person on Twitter and Facebook. And I tried to put out a, a, a general thank you to everyone. So I wanted to say again, thank you. And, and uh, these are the times that, you know, hug your loved ones and live every moment and don't take anything for granted because life is short. So uh, Ralph kiss Rose for us. Give her a big thank hug. Thank you, Jasper. I certainly will. And everyone, we will be back next week uh, live again, same time, same place. Remember, this show is archived on iTunes and iHeartRadio and Spotify and Spreaker and Stitcher and BS Podcast Network. Everyone, be safe. Go out and make it a great rest of the week and have a great weekend. Take care of everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Planet Eartha. Thanks for checking out One-on-One with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.